Hello and welcome to What's the Story Ghost? I'm your host Annette. And I'm Stephen. And today we are on episode 30. I know I was that enthusiastic for the last one, but this one is, a, is an enthusiastic episode. 30 whole episodes. Stephen, do you know anything about the Eastern State Penitentiary? Our best guess is in the east somewhere. It is actually. In Pennsylvania. If you, if you ever get confused about which side east and west, just think of weed. I really did. I genuinely had just, to do. I had to do the little sign of the cross. <laughs> just think of we. We are going on a trip. We and then because it's never E W. Tell me your scout without U. telling. <laughs> okay, we crack on. Crackity crackity. It may not be the most popular opinion, but it's mine, so I will share it. I do not believe that every person can be rehabilitated. Some people are just evil. Those who can be, should be. But when the system fails, oh my God, does it fail. Walnut Street Jail was built to relieve the overcrowding and disgraceful conditions at Philadelphia's Old Stone Jail, receiving its first prisoners in 1776. Back then, jail was only meant as a place to, for want of a better word, store criminals, awaiting punishments including the stocks, whippings, brandings, beatings or the gallows. 1787 saw Dr. Benjamin Rush found the Philadelphia Society for Alleviating the Miseries of Public Prisons, made up mostly of Quakers. This was the first prison reform group in the world. Benjamin Franklin joined the group on August 13, 1787. After many years of lobbying from the Society, the Pennsylvania legislator approved funding to build the Eastern Penitentiary in 1821. The new prison would be built to hold 250 inmates. Four architects submitted designs for the massive new prison. Settled in Philadelphia, British architect John Haviland won the commission. He received a $100 prize for his design, a little over 2,500 today. Rival architect William Strickland, whose design was rejected, was chosen to oversee the construction. But the following year when construction began, Strickland was fired for reasons unknown and John Haviland was appointed to oversee the construction. On April 23, 1829, legislation was passed allowing prisoners to be incarcerated in solitary confinement, which is still used today, but today it's more to keep an inmate safe from other prisoners, or if they need an adult version of a timeout, but not for rehabilitation. The method was based on a Quaker belief that prisoners isolated in stone cells with only a Bible would use the time to repent, pray, and find introspection. This correctional theory becomes known as the Pennsylvania system. Plans were finalized to prohibit all contact between prisoners at Eastern State Penitentiary, and masks were fabricated to keep the inmates from communicating during rare trips outside their cells, and also so none of the inmates could get the lay of the land. Cells were equipped with feed doors and individual exercise yards to prevent contact between inmates and minimize contact between inmates and guards. Albeit a bit lonely, it doesn't sound too bad, right? No, it's horrible, and it was a terrible idea that was never going to work, but it was the 1800s and we didn't know anything yet. The whole design was related to penance and ties to the religious inspiration of the prison. The halls were designed to have a feel of a church with barrel vaulted ceilings. The cells were made of concrete with single glass skylight representing the eye of God, suggesting to the prisoners that God was always watching them. Some even believed that the cell doors were made deliberately low so either prisoners would have a harder time getting out 
and also minimise an attack on an officer, or that prisoners were forced to bow on entering their cell. The cell had a metal door on the inside of the door frame and a heavy wooden door on the outside. This was to ensure that inmates weren't able to communicate with their neighbouring cellmates. But this is all in theory, what they had hoped would be the new way to reform prisoners and reduce, or dare they dream it, eliminate re-offenders. What actually happened was everyone went mad being left alone with their own thoughts, but mental health didn't even have a name back then, so people just slowly deteriorated. Eastern State Penitentiary opened on October 25th, 1829. Essentially, the world unlocked the doors to hell, pushed the unwanted and undesirable through, closed the door behind them and told them they couldn't come back out until they learned their lesson, through what was basically a giant experiment and the prisoners were guinea pigs. It was the largest and most expensive public structure in the country at the time, costing a whopping $780,000, nearly $25 million today. These days, Alcatraz or Fort Leavenworth are well known for being, well, the kind of places you wish you could heel click your way out of, but the 19th and 20th centuries, Eastern State Penitentiary came to be well known for its strict discipline code and terrifying architecture. The prison was designed with a neo-Gothic look to instill fear on those outside who thought of committing a crime. That's not my interpretation, that is the deliberate design. I think the place seriously looks like a haunted castle from the outside. The first inmate, Charles Williams, prisoner number one, burglar, light black skin, five feet seven inches tall, foot eleven inches, scar on nose, scar on thigh, broad mouth, black eyes, Farmer by trade can read. Theft included one $20 watch, one $3 gold seal, one gold key, sentenced to two years of confinement with labour, received by Samuel Orr Wood, first warden, Eastern State Penitentiary. The warden was legally required to visit every inmate every day, and then overseers were mandated to see each inmate three times a day. So the minute the door closed behind you, you would see two faces a day, and that was it. There was no visitation from family or friends. The only time you were allowed a visitor were if it were your priest, pastor, minister, preacher, or clergyman from your religion. That was it. In 1832, the prison experienced its first escape. An inmate who served as the warden's waiter lowered himself from the roof on the front of the building. He was later captured, but clearly neither he nor the prison officials learned anything from this, as he would escape the exact same way in 1837. In 1836, the original prison was completed, seven years after it opened, spanning across an area of 11 acres with state-of-the-art plumbing, sewage systems and 450 centrally heated cells, at a time when even the White House was warmed by coal and had no indoor plumbing. Eastern State Penitentiary was an architectural marvel. As horrible as conditions were, the food and medical care were superior to those in other prisons. So to anyone on the outside looking in, it wasn't the worst deal given the fact that to get in there you had to break the law, but solitary confinement wasn't strictly adhered to by all the officers. The silence was meant to be enforced by prison guards, but for years they faced allegations of abusing the prisoners. Despite the system being in place, which should have eliminated contact, so who would believe you if you complained? Some of the more gruelling punishments included dunking the inmates in an ice bath during winter, 
and being hung up on a wall afterwards to form a layer of ice on their skin. There were reports of what was called the mad chair being used, where inmates would be tied to the chair for hours, sometimes days. The straps would often be so tight they'd cut off circulation, and in some cases it led to amputation. Another, more brutal, was the iron gag treatment. I can't go into it here because it's gross and inhumane and turns my stomach, but you feel free to googly-boogly that one. Charles Dickens visited the United States to see Niagara Falls and the Eastern State Penitentiary. He later wrote about his visit saying, He is led to the cell from which he never again comes forth until his whole term of imprisonment has expired. He is a man buried alive to be dug out in a slow round of years. There are over 1,000 entries recorded in the prison death ledger, a book that documents which people died, from what, and in what year that Eastern State was operating. A good portion of those deaths were from sickness like tuberculosis. Other deaths were from suicide or even murder. One of those murders occurred in cell block 8, cell 49, where the inmate named Joseph Havel stabbed his cellmate George Cop to death with a pair of scissors. Meanwhile, in 1877, Philadelphia was churning out so many amateur criminals, i.e. everyone was getting caught, that the demand for more cell blocks came. Four new cell blocks were built, but without attached exercise yards, as these cells were constructed in the spaces between the existing cell blocks. In July 1923, inmate Leo Callahan and five accomplices, armed with pistols, successfully scaled the East Wall after holding up a group of unarmed guards. More than 100 inmates escaped from the Eastern State Penitentiary during the 142 years of its active use. Callahan is the only one never to be recaptured. All of Callahan's accomplices were apprehended, including one that made it as far as Honolulu, Hawaii. Chicago gangster Al Capone spends nine months in Eastern State Penitentiary between 1929 and 1930, but his stay was not like the others at Eastern State. Capone's cell was decorated with paintings on the otherwise dreary walls. He had a polished mahogany desk with a radio playing waltz music and a softly glowing lamp. But that's not the only reason his stay was different. One of the crimes Capone was believed to have been the mastermind behind was the Valentine's Day Massacre, which resulted in the death of seven men, one of whom was known as Jimmy Clark. Inmates reported hearing Capone screaming for someone named Jimmy to get out and begging for whatever it was to leave him alone. When prison officials ran to his cell, there was no one there. What could have caused the infamous Scarface to beg for his life like this? In 1945, the infamous bank robber William Slick Willie Sutton and 11 men escaped through a tunnel that emerged at Fairmount Avenue and 22nd Street. The convicts broke through to the other side during daylight hours and were spotted immediately by the passing police patrol. The 12 men were forced to quickly flee the scene, but most of them were caught within minutes. Prison plaster worker Clarence Kleindens designed and built most of the tunnel. At the time of the escape, Clarence only had two years left to serve. He was out for two hours and had 10 years added to his sentence for the prison break. Willie Sutton took credit for the planning of the tunnel. This event marked a turning point and the last push needed. Pennsylvania legislator recommended abandoning Eastern State Penitentiary. In 1961, inmate John Klausenberg tricks a guard into opening a cell for another inmate. 
With the cells open, the inmates overpower the guard and begin the largest riot in the history of the prison. Several hours later, a large force of police, guards and state troopers reclaim the prison. The riot fuels discussions to close Eastern State. In January 1970, Eastern State Penitentiary closes. Most inmates are sent to the State Correctional Institution at Bratterford. While the penitentiary's electrical and mechanical systems are in terrible shape, its walls and paint are in perfect condition. Between 1971 to the mid-1980s, Eastern State is all but abandoned. Vandals smash skylights and windows, an urban forest grows in the halls and cells. Dan McLeod, the last city caretaker, continues to feed a family of stray cats on the property. In cell block 12, visitors and workers hear meaningless, faraway laughter resound in some of the cells, but no source has been found. Witnesses report seeing shadowy forms and ghostly figures in corridors and cells. Cell block 6 has been the site of most of the spectral shapes. A locksmith was doing restoration work when he felt he was being watched. He turned around to see who was there and saw no one. Moments later, he had the same feeling, and when he looked again, he saw a black shadow leap across the corridor. Others have said that they feel someone is watching, but haven't seen anything or anyone. The program director of Eastern State will not stay there overnight. Another hotspot for activity is the catwalk section of the prison. Many have reported feeling temperature changes, shadowy figures, and catching voices on EVPs. Today, Eastern State Penitentiary is a shell of its former self, but not much has changed insofar as the tormented souls. Only now, they aren't there because they're incarcerated. Now they're stuck because they endured so much torture while there, they have no idea how to leave. What do you think of that story? Grim. You're, you're micro, you're micro oh, your microwave. Your microphone is always a million miles away. Your microwave needs to be beside your face, Stephen. That was a, that was a grim story. I think the idea behind it was good. I don't think leaving people to their own devices and left alone with their own thoughts. Yeah. I don't think that. No, in fairness, I don't believe in putting kids in a corner or putting them on the naughty step. I know, again, not a popular opinion, but it's not something. I would normally do because I think you're sending them off to go and think about what they did but mm. they don't know what they did was wrong or in this case a lot of these people were put in prison for stealing stupid things and I know theft is wrong and burglary is terrible and if somebody stole my, my loaf of bread I'd be upset that's ugly things I know but that's what people were being put in prison for it reminds me of one of the first books I ever really loved Papillon oh. a character named Henry was sent to the penal colony in French Guiana, and um, he escapes and he has advent- adventures and he has, I think he gets recaptured. I haven't read it in, in decades. If it's long enough that you could read it again, you should. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's one of the first books I ever properly read. And outside of the, Did you feel like an adult after reading Yeah, I did, totally, yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, it's it's amazing how you imagine the prison cells and all the details in it. There's no pictures in this book. It's, it's a real adult book. It's not yeah. a pictures yeah. on every yeah. 10 pages or something yeah um so the words create the picture in your head mm. and i was immediately drawn to the description you had given and it it was very much like oh poor old poppy mm. um not poppy from stranger things i know who that is 
Yeah, you know, and actually watching some Stranger Things. We watched six episodes so far, but it's Papillon's show for or Papi show for Papillon, which is obviously French for butterfly. He was given that nickname because he had a butterfly tattoo. I think it might have been on his chest, but that's what it reminded me of. That sounds. Um, that sounds. That sounds really interesting though, because my dad's like that. There's a film. There's a film. No, I read the book first before I watch the oh, film. Oh, definitely do. Um. Yeah, my dad's like that with a book called The Carpetbaggers. Mm. Um, it's been about 20 years since he read it and he found it just recently so he's excited to read it again and it's so nice when a book captivates you when you're really young and it explains like young adult books or yeah. young teen or preteen books where they're kind of slowly bringing you into okay this is not Enid Blyton brace yourself there's going to be some detail so that's why I went into detail in the story with explaining the barrel vaulted roof now we discussed that in Hellfire Hellfire where there was a barrel vaulted roof. So it's to give, I'll show you some pictures of it, but if you're looking at the the corridor of cells, it kind of has a church feel. And I think what they were going for was to be, you know, to, to give it a look of, okay, you're here to pay your penance. That's actually where the, the word penitentiary came from. Oh, um, they haven't it, folks. So it's a, it was a way of you paying your penance. So I was like, okay, but why are all the doors shoulder length high? It was very strange. So all the doors were shoulder length high and it had, I don't know if I explained it correctly. So say for instance, you're looking at maybe a foot thick wall. Yeah. And on the inside of that wall, which would be the inside of your cell, you have your iron or your metal door. And then on the outside, you have one of those barn doors that you pull across. You don't close over, you pull along a rail. And it's a big, big, heavy wooden door and it was to stop inmates from speaking to each other. But they were so dead set on keeping everything as silent as possible that they had the uh, cell guards or the the well the officers on duty who do the walking up and down. They had them wear socks over their shoes so that even their footsteps couldn't be heard. That's how silent they wanted everything. They literally just wanted you to sit there, read your Bible, and repent your sins. Mm. Now you'd be able to get out and you'd. Uh, I read a little bit more up on it as well today. In that little yard that you had, so you had access to a yard and they'd have alternate exercise times, so you and the person beside you were never out in the yard at the same time. Yeah. You could keep a pet, you could plant, you could do whatever you wanted in that garden. For the one hour a day that you were out there, you could do whatever you wanted. But if you had to travel from one part of the prison to another part of the prison, they put a, a potato sack is the only word that I can think of right now. But they used to put the hood over your head so that you couldn't get the layout of the prison. You didn't know where you were. You didn't know what cell you were in. You couldn't be oh. recognized by anyone else that somehow managed to see out. Yeah, like yeah. it was it was complete. Everybody was just segregated from everybody else. Mm. You were so alone. And again, I know I said I don't believe all people can be rehabilitated because some people are just pure evil. But for those who are in there, it's a very lonely way to spend nine months unless you're Al Capone with his mahogany table. Al Capone. Glad you mentioned him. Okay, go. He was screaming for your man? Jimmy Clark, I think the yeah. guy's name was. So, first things first, drugs. So it's drugs. <laughs> uh, well, I, was I mean, say, he was getting everything else in. Uh, I am unsure on this, but I think... Syphilis drives him mad. That's a question. Oh, well, having never personally had it myself. Me either, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I do know that Al Capone died of syphilis in 1947, which was obviously after the fact. But he most likely went undiagnosed for a long time. So he could have been going yeah. mad in prison. It's, it's could have been. It could have been. Maybe you're right, Stephen. Um, yeah, I'm not right. <laughs> uh, 
except for all the other times where I'm all gone. Uh, wasn't there a Mad King in Game of Thrones? Could be the same thing again. You know, nobody was looking after themselves. But yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a pretty rough way to go. Question: What's a Quaker? I think it's a type of crisp. Or is <laughs> I that think a it's a type of oat. Um, a Quaker is a member of a religious society of France. I think that sounds lovely. Have we got yes a couple of lads that need characters? Obviously Al Capone, Slick Willie. He's a notorious, infamous bank robber of the time. That man, I swear to God, I think spent more time in prison than he spent out of prison. Yep. And eventually in the 60s, uh, he was supposed to be given a massive sentence. And then the judge came back and was just like, look, giving his ill health and age just counted as time served. And he walked out crying, going, thank you very much, or something very polite or whatever. But the man spent more time in prison than out of prison. How he had time to do all the bank robberies, I don't know. Um, But over his career... A lot of, a lot of time to plan them. Yeah, yeah. But over his career, he stole about $2 million. Like, back then. That was big money. What, roughly what time frame was this? We the 40s. Oh, 40s or 50s? 40s or 50s? I know 45 was the year of the big... Can I call it the Great Escape, considering they were all caught? Well, I mean, they all escaped. One guy got as far as Honolulu. Wouldn't you be devastated? Sitting there with your grass skirt lady beside you and a pina colada in one hand and a cigar in the other hand, and then you just see all these coppers come up in suits, and you're like, I... I would like to finish my pineapple daiquiri. <laughs> you gave me two there. So, Alcone, uh, Willie the Slick, bank robber. His name was William... can't remember his surname. Willie the Slick is fine. I think you have to find a comedic character for the warden's servant. He lowered himself over the wall, got away, got caught, and nobody learned anything from his mistakes. It was the first proper escape. Then he tried again and succeeded again. He was caught, but he he, he basically escaped the exact same way a couple of years later. Nobody learned anything from that. So, comedic character, you said. What was, the, what was his name? He was... Uh, we didn't get to know his name. He was the warden's servant. Uh... I'm thinking Lee Evans. Oh my god, yeah. Thinking, thinking of him from like playing a warden with that goofy character that he pretended to be on crutches to get closer to Mary. He might have. What was that movie? Something about Mary. Oh, again, another movie I haven't watched in a long, long time. Uh, Al Capone, I yes. think. If you think of Danny DeVito playing the penguin, kind of has yes. that bad boy about him. Maybe yeah. a little bit taller than Danny DeVito or a small Al Capone. Yeah, we mm-hmm. could have a small Al Capone. And then I have two characters for prisoners okay but these would be like prisoners that would i'm thinking who's your man that was the last guy slick willie what did he get sent away for burglary well i'm thinking because this guy is playing a character from a prison film sean connery yes what film am i thinking of yeah (laughs) and obviously you gotta have a criminal there for steve mcqueen because he played papillon Who's Steve McQueen? He's the guy on the motorbike in The Great Escape. Oh my god, my dad's gonna kill me. And another, <laughs> another kind of a prison film, I suppose. I know. Uh, and then sticking a woman in there, the dinner lady for Kathy Bates. No, I wouldn't do that. No, Kathy no, no, Bates. no, no. There was a, there was a female character. So she could either play the first female uh, inmate that was um, incarcerated, or. Or the last female lady who was incarcerated. I don't know why I didn't include this in the story. Who was incarcerated for poisoning her husband. God knows what he did, but I'm sure he deserved it. So I think she could play either, you know, the... I don't know why I assumed that a woman going into prison would be like 
you know, able for it. Because it was mad. They, they, they didn't separate anybody. All the women and the men were together. All the children were together in the jailhouse. I imagine it wasn't That's much different. That's only just going to cause more people living in the jailhouse. If you put a man and a woman in the cell and tell them not to talk to each other. <laughs> like, has anybody else heard of Adam and Eve? <laughs> Don't touch that big red juicy apple. No, 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 no. Mm. And good. the only reason I'm having that input in your segment is because I didn't include that part of the story, which was not my ploy all along, I swear. Yes. I got no more questions or queries. No. Uh, I did have some cool facts that I thought were kind of awesome, considering any, like, Waverly Hills is just for tours. They do tours at the moment. So they do day and nighttime tours. They do tours if you stab someone. You can do a tour of 15 to 20. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they do tours, and all of the money goes towards, I was going to say rehabilitating the building, that's not what I meant, restoring the building. Because up until the, oh, 70s, 80s, they, <laughs> if you wanted to do a tour of the penitentiary, you had to sign a waiver and wear a hard hat. This place was literally fallen to pieces. Um, But they do tours, so you're allowed to go in now without a hard hat, which is great news. So they do have some of it uh, restored, not to its former glory, it'll never be. Um, at the moment, you can do daytime or should you dare to be that silly to go at nighttime because I've watched some of the daytime and I've watched some of the nighttime YouTube videos. It's a completely different place at nighttime. It's very, very scary. And it has been used on location for TV programs and obviously the usual haunting stuff. So paranormal TV shows like Ghost Hunters, uh, Ghost Adventures, Bud Fees, Bud, BuzzFeed Unsolved. I watched their one. It was really, really good. Uh, back in July, though, of 1985, I'm not sure if you know the Tina Turner song, um, One of the Living. No. That video was shot there. It, do you do you remember MTV when you used to actually watch videos? Yeah. Um, I'm older than you. I know. Uh, the 1995 film Twelve Monkeys. Ooh. Have you seen that? I think I have. That was used as the setting for the mental hospital with Bruce Willis, and I think Brad Pitt is in that as well. I haven't seen it, but it looked really good. And it was also used for the filming of the Revenge of the Fallen Transformers. Do you remember the second one with Megan Fox? Or the last one with Megan Fox with the pyramids? It was record yeah. it was used for that as well. I actually just thought it was really cool though, because we've done Waverly and we've done I don't think we've done a penitentiary before, but of all these old places that we've done, none of them are actually used for any filming I don't think so I just thought that was really cool so it's nice to see that the money's gone back into restoring it so that it can be used for nicer things you know um but that's all I have you all good say your words say my words uh so thank you so much for listening to today's episode if you have any questions or queries on today's episode or any other episode you can dm us on our instagram what's the story ghost if you have any personal experiences you would like to share with us our email is what's the story ghost at gmail.com and on that note exit jingle (laughs) 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 (laughs)